Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series episode by episode. Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series. I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get tipsy. Hello, LA. Hello, Burley. The last episode we watched was Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Which all I, I thought it, I was like, it reminded me of that movie that's out right now, Babylon, with um, Brad Pitt. It reminded me it's of... Nom- nominated. I think it's I think it's Peter Gabriel, that Babylon song. Oh. That's what I thought of. Well, I know that... Well, I just thought it was funny because that Babylon movie is about Hollywood, and then this was called Hollywood Babylon. Yours makes much more sense. <laughs> I have no idea what that song's about, or I'm not even certain that it's Peter Gabriel. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but in that one, the, our boys went to Hollywood mm-hmm. to uh, investigate some a death that had happened on a set at the studio. Dean was hilarious. He was so into it, fangirling out. He t- totally took on the role of being a PA for this film that they, they were working with. Sam, Sam, I feel like Sam wasn't in it too much. It was more, it was more Dean-based episode. Well, Sam was actually working the case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dean was a little busy. Uh, yeah, so they ended up, it was like this, the producers, like the first death that they went there to investigate was a hoax that the producers had, you know, dreamt up. But then um, people started actually dying, and they discovered that the writer of the movie was the one who had, um, he literally wrote, like these seances or necromancy rituals into the script. So the, the actors were actually summoning these ghosts or whatever when they were doing the scenes. No. What? That's not what was happening. They figured out that they were using actual necromancy stuff, and so they figured out that that guy actually knew real stuff. The writer guy was the one summoning them, and he was doing oh, it on purpose. Well, I thought Sam was like, they're actually, they're like, well, that's what they thought, but then they found out that the guy was like had the talisman and was oh. doing it all on purpose. It wasn't an accident. Okay, well then just cut that out. No, it's fine. Yeah, so disgruntled writer was bringing all these baddies to town <laughs> to the set. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, the disgruntled writer threw his little talisman to the ground when Sam asked for it because Sam was trying to save the day. Yeah, but then Sam was like, "You idiot." You just released them from under your hold, under your power, and they're probably not going to be happy now because you've been making them kill people. And yeah, he was right. They killed them. Yeah, and Sam and Dean just stood there and watched it happen. Yeah, they just let it happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hollywood changed them. <laughs> it was a fun episode. Today's episode was fun as well. I liked it. It's called Folsom Prison Blues. Um, also, I'm very disappointed I didn't hear any Johnny Cash in this episode. Same, but we did get Allison Chains at the end. True, but so, I mean, anyway. It is what it is. Yeah. The episode opened up at a detention center. And as the camera was kind of floating from locale to locale within the detention center, we're hearing conversations about a cell block that had been closed and was getting reopened. So there's contractors working everywhere getting this cell block that's being reopened ready for prisoners, I guess. We see a contractor who is working on a door. It looked like he was welding it. Yeah, he was. And we were like, 
was that door welded shut? Well, he was, yeah. From the outside, that never really got addressed. So maybe it was just rusted shut. Who knows? We, we don't really know. But there was a guy w- welding on the door to get it open. So they get this cell door open and two contractors go inside and are looking around. It's cold in there. We see the smoke coming from their mouths. It's very eerie. And then a gust of wind comes out of the cell door and down the hall. We see papers getting blown about. Then we cut to cell block B and we meet Randall. He's just chilling out, laying on his bunk, minding his own fucking business. When the lights start flashing, he gets up and goes to his door. It wasn't bars. It was like a door with a little peekaboo window. So he's looking out the peekaboo and we see that the clock is stopping and it's cold. And then we see this flash of a figure go past Randall's door and Randall starts flipping the fuck out. He is not happy with whatever he just saw. He is waving, flagging down the security camera and starts calling out for help to the guards. One of the guards comes down there to check things out and... We don't get to know him very well, but he seemed like he's kind of a dick. I was going to say, he came down there more to shut Randall up than anything. Yeah, he wasn't very nice. Wasn't very nice. Came across like maybe he's kind of a dick. So he's leaving after being like, shut the fuck up, Randall. Quit being dramatic. As he's walking, it's eerie. It's getting cold again. He pauses and turns around to see what's going on right as he's about to exit the cell block. And there's like this sliding gate of bars like more what you think of with a jail cell door like the sliding bars you know Mm -hmm. that's there and it slams right on his shoulder pinning the guard in place it looked painful it did that That slammed on his wouldn't have felt good yeah yeah no 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 he's stuck there and he's screaming and he's trying to get away and randall watches on as the guard is attacked by this unknown ominous Present. Presents. Oh, is a present? <laughs> <laughs> then we get supernatural. <laughs> Next, we see Sam and Dean doing a good old B&E. We haven't seen one of these for a little bit. At a museum. At a museum. Yeah, we were like, what is happening here? They ca- they're breaking into a case. Sam has like a little mini tomahawk thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what is happening? And they had set off a motion detector. So as they're in there, we're already going, what's happening? Like, this is not our boys Mm -hmm. who would do some amateur mistake, like set off a motion detector. Right. A little silent alarm. Like, they they would already know about that. Yes. And it was a time jump. So this is three months after... Randall saw the guard get attacked, by the way, after this door and everything happened. So there is a bit of a time jump here. Anyways, unsurprisingly, cops show up because the motion detector called them or set off something where people called the cops. And the guys are getting arrested. And they just seem very calm about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were like, oh, okay, they're they're doing this on purpose. They're trying to get into the prison. At the police station, Dean gets a surprise visit. Oh, yes. Ooh. Not a welcome one. Not a welcome one, but it was nice to see. We were excited. Ooh, it's Agent Henriksen. That sassy ass. Victor Henriksen. He's like the Van Helsing to the Winchesters. Yeah. He's their stalker. He is sassy and to the effing point. He's down to business. Yes. And we met him the first time in Night Stalker, where he was like, I know about you. I know about your daddy. And I'm on to you, Mm -hmm. Winchester brothers. 
and I know about Sam. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's my brother. So they have their little banter, their whose dick is ban- bigger banter, back and forth, you know. I thought it was funny, though. That's the quote at the end. Oh. God damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you were going? That I think I'm adorable? Yeah. Okay, that's the quote at the end. Because he really does think he's it was, adorable. It was my favorite quote of the episode, yeah, so that's yeah. the quote at the end. That's what I wrote. I said, Dean really does think he's adorable. He does. He's right. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know. I mean, even Henriksen knows it. Henriksen does know it. He does. He does. Why else is he so obsessed with them? Exactly. So a woman walks in during their little back and forth and introduces herself as the Winchester's public defenders. Uh, One. She's one person. Public defender. She tells Henriksen, I would like to have a private conversation with my clients. She's talking with Sam and Dean. And as they're chatting, Sam is saying, hey, like, we're going to this specific correctional facility, right? So that's when L.A. and I were like, oh, okay. We were right. They did this whole thing on purpose. And she says, yes, of course, that's where you're going. And they're asking, how long can you delay? Not expedition. Extradition. Extradition. Yeah, whatever. They have, like, some legal jargon talk about stuff that could potentially go wrong with well, their plan could potentially go wrong. Right. And then, then there's stuff coming in from other states that are charging them as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not, not looking great. But they have a plan. Always. They're not planning to be in that prison very long. They're not planning to get extradited. Turns out that Deacon, somebody who had served in the Marine Corps with John Winchester, had contacted the guys and told them that he thought the prison was haunted, that there was something going around giving a bunch of the inmates and guards heart attacks and killing them and asked the Winchesters to please come and help him out. So that's what spurred this whole thing is that they're there to help their dad and throughout the or not their dad to help their dad's friend. And throughout the entire episode, Dean feels obligated. We we owe him. We have to do this. And Sam, he's willing to help, but you can tell that obligation isn't quite there. In fact, at one point in the episode where things are not looking so great, Sam even points out, we don't owe him our lives. I'm not going to stay in prison for the rest of my life. I'm not going to risk us getting extradited and end up somewhere else where we can't escape. In order to help this guy, you know, so we have this whole thing again, where yet again, Dean doesn't act like he values himself, like he values his own life as much as he thinks that other people are more valuable. He feels more obligated to them. Yeah, to to like honor his word, I guess. Yeah. Which I'm just like, what did Deacon do that you feel like you owe him so much? I mean, they said he saved their dad's life, but. That's when you were in the Marine Corps. That's what you do for your fellow Marines, from my understanding, you know? So why do you, as John's children, feel like you were so obligated to this Deacon guy? I mean, that's his daddy. That's Dean's daddy. And no offense to Deacon, we do end up meeting him in the episode, and he seems like an absolute doll, but just... Right. I feel like that's Dean just like... It's just Dean being He's so all about daddy, and he Mm -hmm. wanted to be like him, and he knows that daddy would have done it, so Dean's going to do it. Yeah. While they're in the prison, there's multiple. Oh, hold on. I just want to say when they first were walking in to the prison and they're like going past the yard. Oh, yeah. Remember? And what is what is one of them yelling? One of the inmates in the prison yard points at Sam and is like, you're mine. (laughs) 
And like it, it, throughout the episode, it, like it's like they're all like checking him out. They're all looking at oh, him. Oh, for sure. And I, I wrote in my notes, I said, Sam is a snack in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a snack in general. Everybody wants a piece of Sam. But yeah, they wanted that pretty boy. Yes. And uh, Dean actually said, don't worry, Sammy. I'm not going to trade you for a pack of cigarettes or something. Yeah. He said something along those lines as they were walking in. Right. So Sam is never comfortable here. He wants to get the fuck out. <laughs> this is not Sam's place. Like, no. He's like, I don't belong in prison. And I'm oddly, not supposed to be here. Dean fit right in. <laughs> I mean, he was at home. <laughs> Right away, right away. I feel like the second somebody said that to to Sam, he was like, all right, these are my people. Yeah. And Dean is like referencing these famous prison movies throughout the entire episode. It was really fun. I think even Sam, (laughs) they're sitting there at one point. He's like, does it not concern you how well you fit in here? And Dean's like, no, not at all. Like, what? What do you mean? Uh, so there were a bunch of fun things that happened in the prison outside of the case. There was a scene where they're at lunch and they get up and they're walking away from their table. And Sam is looking at something, not really paying attention to where he's going and accidentally walks into somebody. And this guy gets pissed. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. That's what we call them. Yeah. So crazy eyes is not happy with Sam and he is stepping up and Dean just immediately walks in. And is like he said he was sorry. Kind of warning the guy. You don't want to do this. You don't want to fuck with me. Don't touch my Sammy. Mm-mm. And- yeah, it was like so unnecessary that he even needed to like interject there. Because I mean, the guy ran into him. Sam could have just kept on walking, you know. But Crazy Eyes was obviously bowing up to Sam to try and start some shit. Yeah, so I, mean- I see why Dean felt the need to step in. Uh-oh. I heard that coming up from the bowels. I, I did too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So crazy eyes. Did he get his ass beat? No, he didn't get his ass beat by Dean yet. No. He turned around to go get his friend, who we find out later is named Tiny, He's... to come and back him up. And then he fights Dean. Dean kicks his ass. I mean, they kind of kick each other's ass. Yeah. I, I don't think it was that much of a fight. Really. Yeah, it wasn't. It was didn't last long. Guards yeah. come in. They break it up. They take the guys to solitary. They're like, we're going to punish you. So Dean and crazy eyes are in solitary. And while they're down there. Dean starts bringing up prison movies, you know, wish I had a baseball like Steve McQueen and crazy eyes is like, we're not fucking bonding. I wish I had a bat so I could murder you. I hate you. A little intense, bro. He's really intense. Well, he's crazy eyes. He's got to be. Yeah. He's really crazy. And Dean just is like, oh, okay, we're not bonding. So he goes and chills out in his cell. Well, then the lights start flashing and it gets cold and the clock stops and Dean tries to warn crazy eyes. He says, just stay really still. Don't fucking move. Hang out. But Crazy Eyes is like, what, 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 what? And moving and flapping his arms around and whipping his hair back and forth. And I'm just kidding. He wasn't doing all that. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Anyway, Crazy Eyes gets attacked by this malevolent spirit. We get get a really good look at their eyes. Crazy Eyes is looking out through his little slit door thing in solitary. And we see the eyes come right in front. of. It's a little bit of a jump scare. I was like, they're like creepy, but look like vampirish. Almost but animalistic. Like dead. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Ooh. Couldn't peg what was going on there. Right. I got to do better about talking to my mic. I can't. I've been doing that a lot lately where I'm talking to you uh-huh. like this, and it doesn't sound good. Yeah, it was, it the makeup and effects. Well done. Well done. Yeah. But not like any vengeful spirit we've seen. Of course, we haven't seen very many vengeful spirits that close up. Right. Except for, I guess, no exit. We got the eyeball yeah 
in, in that one. Well, and I will say like that when, cause like all we really saw were the eyes. When we end up seeing who the eyes belong to, I was like, oh, that is not at all what I thought who, who was going to be attached to those eyes would look like. Same. Yeah. Same. Very much. And as the spirit is attacking tiny, or not tiny, crazy who would, eyes. Who would be attached to those eyes? That didn't make, anyway, sorry. I was picturing a tall dude. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like tall, thin. Yeah. I don't know. And that's not what it was. So this spirit is attacking crazy eyes and it shows like black coming up the veins of the neck and toward the eye and crazy eyes is screaming like crazy and Dean can't do shit. He's in a completely different cell over in solitary. So crazy eyes does not live. Bites the dust. Yep. Crazy eyes goes bye byes. (laughs) (laughs) While this is happening, Sam is doing some chores around the prison and he meets Randall and he brings up who they're suspecting is this spirit, which is a man named Mark Moody who was killed in the closed cell block that the guys know from Deacon was reopened and that that's when all this stuff started happening. So they're thinking, okay, this guy died in that cell block. It got closed right after his death. Now the cell block's been reopened. People are dying. Obviously, this is our guy. So this is what they're going in here with the assumption of, is that Mark Moody, we need to find out what's going on with his body. We need to find out if like a piece of him literally has been left behind somewhere in the prison, whatever. And Randall happened to have been in that old cell block. He's been in prison for a very long time. So he gives Sam some more information about what happened, that Mark Moody didn't just die of a heart attack, but had gotten his ass beat so badly that there was so much blood in the cell, they had trouble mopping it all out. That's awful. It is. Even if he, I mean, even if he was a bad guy, I mean. Well, it's awful because we know that violence like that occurs in Mm -hmm. real life, you know? Yeah. That's what makes it so terrible. So Sam is working on the theory that, okay, there must be blood left in the cell. There must be something that, you know, the blood is still there. That's what we need to go get salt and burned. Then we'll be done. The job will be done. Dean gets out of solitary and lets Sam know what happened. Sam lets Dean know that I know what I got to do. We just got to get me in there. And he says, I I need something to be able to burn it and get this shit taken care of. So Dean... You know, he's been fitting in in the prison and he's figured out what the not commissary. What's the word I'm looking for? Money. What's the word, though? Currency. He's figured out what the currency is for the prison and that's cigarettes. So he's been swindling people just like what they do when they're on the road. You know, he swindles people in pool. He swindles people in cards. This is what he fucking does. So he's doing the same thing. He's swindling and he's got like a huge stash of cigarettes come that he's got now. Dean is thriving in jail. (laughs) He's just thriving. Living his best life. Yeah. He manages to get a lighter, a little plastic lighter thing with lighter fluid. We're back in the lunchroom and Dean picks a fight with Tiny, Crazy Eye's friend. And he's bullying him about his size in order to pick the fight, which we didn't like. Because Tiny's not tiny. No. He's a big boy. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah, he was like, what did he say? Thyroid problem or just self-esteem issues. Yeah, that's wrong. It was so mean. It was so mean. But during this fight that Dean does as a diversion, Sam manages to escape through, I think he went through the kitchen because he picked up salt as he was walking by and he got in some sort of shaft 
made his way down. We got to see him climbing down. Putting a shaft, huh? Mm. What about his shaft? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. hey oh. And see, climbs down. He gets into the cell block. He goes to Mark Moody's old cell. There's like an old mattress soaked in blood that didn't look completely dried to me. I was going to say something. Explain that. Yeah, when we were watching it, I was like, well, that doesn't seem really believable. Why (laughs) is it wet? Why does it look like it's still fresh? What is happening? Anyway, he pours lighter fluid on it from the little lighter, salts it, throws some matches on it, burns it, and Sam thinks job's done. I really like their little uh, pop-top containers of the salt. (laughs) No, the salt. Oh, the salt, yeah. Pop it open and just pour it. I was like... I kind of want one. I want a set for my, I'll take my salt and pepper anywhere I go. (laughs) So speaking of salt, Dean and Tiny have been taken to the infirmary. There's like this split cell, like two cells in it and a shadow screen between the two cells. Yeah, that was odd. So we thought something really crazy was going to happen with Tiny that we were just going to see the shadow figures of it, but nothing that crazy ended up happening. So I wonder why they had that there at all. Maybe that's how it really is to keep prisoners from seeing each other and being able to reach through Get and touch each, each, each other. other. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was going to be something a lot cool visually. I know happening. you were like, I forget what you were like. Oh, something's going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, they made this choice for a reason. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> we'll have to ask in our next director dick chat about what was that about? What were, never mind. <laughs> That'd go off on a long. Let's tangent. not go off on a Richard yeah. Spate tangent. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to the back to the program here. Dean apologizes to Tiny for bullying him. I appreciated that. It wasn't important to the story, but it was important to me. Well, and to like, like Dean's been like so into this and like being this like fitting into jail so well. So I thought it, I, I thought. Yep. I thought it was a nice moment where he showed a little tenderness. Since he's been so, like, hardcore this whole episode, you know. And it it was really shitty what he said to him, so. It was. And especially when Tiny said, I do have self-esteem issues. Well, and that was the thing. Oh, my heart. He apologized and Tiny said it's okay. And, I like, when he said I was like, it's not okay. Like, he shouldn't, he should have been like, I accept your apology, but uh, you triggered me because I do have self-esteem issues, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm bad about that. Like, if somebody apologizes, I'm like, it's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay that you did that. But I accept your apology. Mm -hmm. We're getting better about it in our old age. Yeah. We're learning boundaries and shit. Look at us. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. We're growing up. As they're chatting, Dean looks over. There's a fucking creepy nurse with this crazy hair and crazy eyes. So not the tall, lanky, scary, vampire-esque creature that we were expecting the ghost to look like. Mm -mm. It's like this short little woman. She just looks dirty. (laughs) Like, take a bath, bitch. Brush your hair. What's (laughs) happening? And she's standing on the other side of the, uh, like, some more bars. And then she just, like, flashes through the bars. So, obviously, ghost here. You know, Dean, you just apologized to Tiny. You can't give him a heads up. Yeah. You can't tell him, grab your salt. Because if Dean had salt on his little lunch tray, surely Tiny did, too. Mm -hmm. Dean doesn't say shit. Tiny's over on the other side being like, what's happening? What's happening? Because he can hear Dean freaking out and Mm -hmm. struggling as this ghost is attacking Dean. Dean doesn't say shit. Yeah, he did. He did tiny dirty twice. Yeah. He flings the salt at the ghost. So the ghost goes to the next cell and kills tiny instead. And he had he had plenty of time. Now, don't get me wrong. 
if he had told Tiny, pick up your salt, and if this thing attacks you, fling it at them. Is there a guarantee that Tiny would have done it or right. that Tiny would have just thought you're crazy? Yeah. No, obviously. But, like, you would have at least given the guy a chance. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> After this, Sam and Dean go and find Randall again, who they know has been there for a while. They know has been in the old block. They knows. I don't know why I'm making that. That, but Who whatever. Knows? <laughs> Who knows? And they find out this nurse was named Nurse Dolores Glockner. And that she would kill prisoners in the infirmary and was just a real bitch. Randall said that he went to get a tetanus shot from her once and he felt like she was trying to stab the needle through his arm. She wasn't nice. And she was also killed in a riot right around the time that Mark Moody died in that old closed down cell block. So there were two deaths at least that happened during all that shit. In the meantime, the public defender has gone to talk to Henriksen. And she's trying to be like, you know, things just aren't really adding up here. I've talked to witnesses of all these other crimes that the Winchesters have supposedly committed. And so many of these people are saying, no, they saved my life. No, they were the heroes of the story. Something's just not adding up. And Henriksen's like, listen, you dumb bitch. They're bad guys. They're nuts. They're nuts. Yeah. Yeah. All those witnesses are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm taking these Winchesters down. Public defender, her name's Mara and Hendrickson. They're not seeing eye to eye. Things are not working out very well. And Hendrickson, just in general, not being a nice guy. Mm -mm. Not being nice at all. Gentleman to her at all. Not respectful. Just being real. He's being a dick. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and call it what it is. He's sexy, but his behavior is uncalled for. Right. Like, I, I don't mind it when he's coming after Dean or whatever, but, like, she doesn't, she just didn't do shit to you. Like, she just, have some respect, man. Yeah. Like I said, the whole whose dick is bigger banter, fun, entertaining. But when he was talking to her, it was just like, hey. Uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Mm-hmm. After they find out about the nurse, Dean requests that Mara, public defender, come and visit him. And he tells her, listen. <laughs> I need you to go do some research. (laughs) I need to know about this bitch, Nurse Glockner. I need to know how she died, where she's buried. I just need you to go do this stuff. And the public defender is like, what the fuck (laughs) are you talking about? We have some serious things we need to talk about with your case. And I'm trying to help you. And Dean says, this is how you help me. Go get this shit. And which, bless her heart, she does it. Right. I was about to say, which, I mean, if I was her, I'd be like thinking back to what Hendrickson said and be like, okay, maybe, maybe they are nuts. Maybe they are a little crazy. He does this whole speech like, look at me. Look at me. Do I look guilty? It's like, mm-mm, baby. Oh, no, you look good. I'm looking and I'm liking it. I like what I see. You're innocent, honey. Oh. So, yeah. But I not, guess I guess we do understand why she did it. But not innocent in the ways I need you to be. <laughs> Wait, that didn't make sense. <laughs> I was about to ask, what does that mean? It's not innocent in the ways that I want you to be. I want you to not be. God, just cut that out. I don't even know what I'm fucking saying. Ugh. I love it. Jesus. I so then we see Sam and Dean out in like the prison yard area in their orange jumpsuits and their dark denim jackets. And they're talking about the case, actually. So when they start fighting, we didn't realize at first that this was all planned out. It was it was fake. 
because of all the things to choose to fake fight about. You're actually fighting about the case, but whatever. They start fighting. Some guards come over and they pull them aside, take them into, I don't know what this area was. It was a weird little area, but they shut the door. And one of the guards tells the other guard, leave me to him. I'll take care of it. And we figure out that's Deacon because he's been popping up. He's been the guard who's mostly been handling Sam and Dean the whole episode. And he is. And it turns out he's a total sweetheart. Yeah. He's so nice to them. Talking about everything. Another surrogate daddy. Right. It was cute. It was cute. I don't know that it was a surrogate daddy, but it was it was a cute little. Well, remember he like, uh, I think he called Dean's son at one point and all yeah. that. Yeah. And he just seemed really nice. Yeah. He smiled at them and was giving them a hard time for the fights and everything. And they were like, well, we had to make it all look real. And they let him know that it was this nurse, not Mark Moody. And then the prison guard is like, oh, yeah, I have this envelope from your public defender woman. She did find all the information you need. Here you go. And he is who helps them escape. And they have to they have to punch him. Dean Dean punches them to knock him out before they leave. Yeah, that's when he's like, make it look real, son. Yeah, that's when he said son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was cute. I feel like he was a quick surrogate daddy for a minute. It was, like, a, it was obviously a close relationship, yeah. especially the, the obligation that Dean felt exactly. to him and all of that. O- obviously, there was a close relationship there. Deacon, the actor that played him, he has, like, no lips. Did you notice? He was just like... I didn't. No no lips at all. I didn't notice. Super I thought thin. he kind of looked like the actor who played the witch in Something Wicked, but not quite. He seemed... His features seemed more kind, like softer. What's Something Wicked? In season one. Oh, I thought you were talking about a movie. The Striga. Striga. Oh, really? I thought he kind of looked like that actor. Hmm. Just with a different haircut and softer features. Hmm. I could be wrong. He had a great head of hair. It's been a while. So after the boys escape, they are heading to where the nurse is buried in order to salt and burn the body. Take care of the ghost. In the meantime, Henriksen is interrogating Deacon Asking him, you know, what happened? I want to know what they were doing from the moment they woke up till they attacked you. And Deacon's just holding firm. You know, he's making sure he's not giving anything away. Making, playing it out like I got attacked. They escaped. I don't know what to tell you. But he does end up disclosing that the public defender came to visit Dean earlier in the day. So now Henriksen is interrogating the public defender. And again, not being very nice. Mm-mm. So the public defender tells him about Nurse Glockner and how she was asked to get that information. He's like, did you tell them where she was buried? And he said, she said, yes. He's like, I need to know. You tell me right now. And she tells him a different cemetery. She tells him mountainside And she was very proud of herself. We get to see her walk into her car just smiling. She was very proud of herself for sticking it to Henriksen. So the boys are at a completely different cemetery from where the FBI agents are going. They complete the salt and burn. Thankfully, just in time, because Glockner was attacking Deacon whenever they got there and salt and burned the body. But she burned up. We were expecting a big dramatic burn. It went really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Just fizzled right up. She was sizzled and gone. Mm -hmm. And Deacon survived, so he was okay. And Sam and Dean got back to the Impala as Alice in Chains' Rooster was playing. I love that song. And... Henriksen realized they were at the wrong place and the guys were getting away. And then that was it. Yep. 
It was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. No gore. No. Other than the bloody mattress, really. Yeah, I mean. No gore. Mm-hmm. What did you, ad- did you adore anything in particular about this episode? I feel like I'm like so Dean heavy these days, but I thought it was like, adorable. These like- days? <laughs> You've been Dean heavy since the pilot. Well, Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, just again, like how funny it was that he just like fit into prison so well. I mean, it's probably not really funny when you look at it, but. <laughs> I enjoyed Jensen Ackles' performance in this exactly, as well. Yeah. It, was, it was fun seeing Dean just kind of at ease in such a tense situation. Right. There were a couple of scenes where Jared Padalecki smirked and I was just like, oh my God, he's so mm-hmm. cute. So, but yeah, as far as things I adored, I, I I adored Jensen Ackles' performance in this episode. It was a more Dean heavy episode anyway. I feel like these last two have been pretty Dean heavy. So I'm like, well, I hope the next one's a little more Sam focused. You need some more Sammy. I do. Give me some Sammy. Well, so for the lore, I found about... There were a bunch of articles on haunted prisons. Uh, there was one that was 10. I went with seven. <laughs> the list of seven. You don't have to list all of them either. You can just list the ones you think are most interesting. The first haunted prison is Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It opened in 1829. Also, I did not realize these prisons are so old. The majority of them were built that that are on this list were built in the 1800s. I just I don't know why, but I did not know they were that old. People are lazy these days. They don't want to haunt the new stuff. (laughs) Well, this one was intended to kind of set the standard for the penal reform. It was like a Quaker belief informed this penitentiary. So at this prison, everybody was kept in solitude, like. You weren't all solitary confinement. Yeah, like all sol- solitary confinement. There was a ban on talking um, for both the guards and the inmates. They took extreme measures to muffle any sound, noise. I mean, how awful. Misha Collins goes to like retreats where he doesn't talk for like seven days or something. I don't know how people do it. I don't know if I could do it. I yeah. talk to myself all the time. Right. Like, even if you stuck me in solitary, I still would be talking. Yeah. Or, like, if I stub my toe, I'm going to be like, Maybe that's why I should do it, though. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Something to think about. Anyway, this one, they did, like, brutal punishments where they had um, a water bath in the winter ice. And so, like, the victim's skin would, like, get icicles on them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They had a mad chair that cut off circulation to their extremities and a basement cell, the hole, which, you know, I think probably every prison has. It offered no light, exercise, or a toilet. Disgusting. Not all prisons have that. Today, visitors, staff, and guards say, and the inmates all have reported uh, paranormal paranormal experiences. They've seen shadow figures, uh, whales cackling, and faces that appear on their cell walls. The ghost hunters went there. Did they? Because oh, I know they talk about them going to one of them. I think on they this went. List. I think they went to that one. Oh, okay. I think they went to multiple ones. But <laughs> yeah, you said Eastern State, right? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Yeah. I think they went to that one. Oh. This next one is Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio, and it's a pretty building. And it even says it's like a castle-like structure. Oh. And it was intended to be a reformatory for young inmates who had just like petty minor crimes, like juvie. Yeah. By the time funding for that dried up, they ended up using it as a regular prison for violent offenders. Mm. 
And by the 1980s, it was overcrowded. And so the living conditions were declining. And so much so that the, the actual inmates won a class action lawsuit against the prison. Nice. Yeah. And it ended up closing in 1990. But this particular building has been in a bunch of films. And it was in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Yeah. I just spit on myself. They say that shadow figures have been caught peeking around corners. I don't know why, but that just makes me laugh. <laughs> hey, just poking around a corner. What are you doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> around corners and in cells. Visitors often claim to feel a chill. A chill? A chill? <laughs> I have to get chilly. I feel a chill. Chill? I feel a chi- chill while they're on the grounds. Greg Fe- Fekety? Do you know him? No. He's a lead paranormal investigator. And he told Ohio Magazine that he experienced phantom smells, disembodied voices, and balls of light while he was there investigating. Aren't those omens of death? Didn't we? Didn't oh, you say they? you did the lore on death omens? Didn't you say balls uh, of light? Yeah. In Scotland or something? Yeah. Oh. I wonder if he's still around. I don't know. The next one is probably the most famous prison. I feel like in the U.S., the Alcatraz, Mm. not the Alcatraz, Alcatraz in San Francisco. And it was originally used for um, a military prison from the for the army. Did you ever see The Rock? Uh, Yeah, I did. So good. So good. (laughs) I'm going to slap you like Connery. Oh, my God. (laughs) The construction for the current Alcatraz was completed mostly by inmates in the early 20th century. And, I mean, it had notorious inmates. Machine Gun Kelly, the real one. Not <laughs> not the rapper. Yeah. And <laughs> Robert Stroud, the bird man of Alcatraz. I haven't heard of that. And, of course, Al Capone. I knew about that. And no prisoners. It says here that there's been a dozen attempts to escape, but no, preser- no prisoners were ever able to escape both the grounds and survive the one-and-a-half-mile swim to San Francisco's shoreline. I thought somebody had escaped, though. You're thinking of The Rock. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a feeling. I remember hearing. No. Uh, anyway. No, that was. <laughs> it was the story of The Rock. Okay. <laughs> Visitors to this one, um, it's a hos- historic site. They feel a, a chill, another chill. Chill. Chill upon a- entering 14D. And this was a cell used to punish inmates, and people have reported hearing crying, moaning. Aren't all the cells used to punish inmates? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't. I guess I don't know. Okay, some's worse than others, I guess. I guess. And they've also heard banjo music drifting through the hallways. And when Al Capone was there, he would play his banjo while he was there on his tenure. Shane and Ryan. Went to Alcatraz. Did they? Yeah. Hmm. They did an episode there. Well, the next one is Missouri State Penitentiary. I've stopped being able to talk. It's okay. The next one is Missouri State Penitentiary. (gasps) Missouri. I wonder if we're going to get to see her character again. Jefferson City, Missouri. Oh, I hope so. I I liked her. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. This is one of the longest operating prisons west of the Mississippi. 
Do you remember whenever that guy was hitting on us and he was like, they call me the best dream boat this side of the Mississippi? Oh, my God. No. We were at Milo's. Oh, my God. I feel like I brought that up somewhat recently. I hope it wasn't on another episode. People are going to be like, why are you bringing that up again, Burley? We get it. (laughs) I don't remember, but, you know. I do. He kind of looked like and talked like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. And he was super cocky. Well, yeah, if he said that about himself. (laughs) Well, this one, West of the Mississippi. Uh, It was open from 1836 to 2004, and they had some famous inmates too. James Earl Ray, who murdered Martin Luther King Jr., and it was actually named in 1967 the bloodiest 47 acres in America. Ooh. Yikes. 40 men and women were executed in the gas chambers, and three major riots took place, which resulted in, you know, several additional deaths. And now... It's open for tours. No children under 10, though, due to the grisly history. Um, (laughs) But the staff and visitors have all reported um, multiple unsettling paranormal encounters. They didn't mention, like, any specific for this one, but. Just unsettling. Yeah. No shadows peeking around the corner being like, hey, hey, guys. What are you doing? (laughs) No. Maybe, but they just didn't mention it. Now we have West Virginia Penitentiary. Pen- <laughs> Why is this so hard for me? West Virginia Penitentiary. It's that 24-ounce White Claw. God. It's getting to you. <laughs> Moundsville, West Virginia. And this looks, it's another very pretty building. This one had rumors going back as far as before it closed in 1995. It's a Gothic stru- structure, and it was built in 1876. And it held 2,000 prisoners. But it was only designed for half that number. Um, So I don't know how that worked out. Not well. And so they had 95 executions. 85 hangings and 9 by the electric chair were carried out there. And since it's closed, no tours. Sorry, guys. But since it's been closed. Sorry, all you (laughs) 10-year-olds. Yeah, so no luck. Nothing for you. There have been reports of strange noises in the hallway. Well, I guess something's happening there because they have staff. Um, staff have, have experienced disembodied physical attacks. Oh, Jesus. And a shadow man has actually been captured on film. So that's interesting. Mm. Could you imagine a physical attack? I'd be like, what the fuck? I would not like it. Hell no. Something happened to me at the Stanley Hotel, but I think it was fake. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking However, about in the moment, I was terrified. Oh, well, yeah. And the worst thing that happened to me physically was my ass cheek reverberated from the knocking that was happening on the other side (laughs) of the thing that I was leaned up against. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. You felt it. I felt my butt cheek Mm -hmm. jiggling from the knocking. (laughs) I did not like it. Uh, Yeah. If my butt cheek's going to be jiggling, it better be for something different from that. I agree. Yeah. The last one is Potawatomi. County Jail in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I hope I said that right. Potawatomi. 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 Well, this one was built in 18... 18- Sounds like a lobotomy. Potawatomi. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Ay, ay, ay. This one was built in 1881. And this is interesting. It said it featured an incredibly unique architectural design 
and it was nicknamed the Squirrel Cage. It, the squirrel Cage? This That was what its nickname was because it had a three-tier cell block and had 10 pie-shaped cells on each level. Squirrel and pie. Oh, yeah, I know. And unless they were perfectly aligned, they could like the cells couldn't be opened. And it was intended to rotate continuously, allowing a single guard to man that entire facility. But unfortunately, that design malfunctioned. It sounds like it would have. And it actually ended up trapping the body of an inmate who had passed <gasps> away in a cell for several days. Jesus. Just left there. Yeah. It wasn't a, like a very violent jail, not like a ton of deaths occurred, but since it closed in 19, or 1969. It sounds like the house from 13 Ghosts, though. I mean, like, yeah, right? Yikes. Uh, there have been reports of full body apparitions, disembodied footsteps, and feelings of being watched. And when your ghost adventures, I guess not ghost hunters, mm-hmm. um, investigated the jail, they picked up significant electromagnetic significant electromagnetic activity upon entering the cage the squirrel cage the squirrel cage so that's crazy i, I almost would like to see a picture of that design like i want to go to like. do they do tours doesn't say oh but it says to watch ghost adventures serial killers spirits axe killer jail i guess that's, that's an episode. awfully long title <laughs> well the title is axe killer jail i think it's Ghost Adventures, Serial Killer Spirits, I guess, is the show. Huh. So, wow. that's that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, we had Haunted Film Sets last episode, Haunted Prisons, this one. Yep. To close it out, our favorite quote from the episode is when Dean had been apprehended, and they were at the police station, and he got uh, a special visitor. Yes, because he asked for a cheeseburger when he walked in. And Agent Hendricks then said, you think you're real funny. Dean said, I think I'm adorable. And he does. And he does. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for listening to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, leave a review, and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch. <laughs>